It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined once again by Mr. Bob Aram. How are you, Bob? Good, good. I'm back in the city where I came from. Absolutely. It's uh, Freezing cold weather here, but you, you're kind of used to all different kinds of climate traveling as much as you do. Absolutely, and you know, uh, it's going to get a lot colder in New York as the winter goes on than it is now. I think it's sort of quite pleasant. Let's talk about um, this Saturday night. Uh, you've got a triple header going on, obviously, headlined, um, say headlined, all three could headline, but Terence Crawford against Mean Machine. Uh, Mandatory defence for Terence Crawford. He, uh, he has to fight him. So, uh, talk to me about this fight. Well, Mean Machine is done his professional fights uh, under top rank, and he's a very dedicated Eastern European fighter. He's quite good. Is he in the same class as Terence Crawford? One would have to doubt it. But he's an Eastern European guy. And they, when they sense an opportunity, they dig down, and I think he's going to make a great fight of it. Terence obviously will be repeatedly asked questions about these fights that we haven't seen yet. He's obviously accomplished so much in his career. He's been undisputed in his career, which the majority of fighters out there can, right. can't say that they've done that. Uh, but at welterweight, obviously, there's... The, the fight that everyone keeps crying out for is the Errol Spence fight. Do you think that will happen next year? Obviously, we know Errol's been in a situation recently, but... I don't think it'll happen next year. I don't think it'll happen the year after. And it's not because promoters don't want it to happen, because I have grave doubts whether Errol Spence will be back in the ring in the foreseeable future. Unfortunately, as that may be, and I have received some inside intelligence that allows me to say that. So, I mean, let's pass on Errol Spence because 
until we see him face to face, until he appears in public, until we can establish that he's ready to go back into the ring, it's unfortunate, but let's not talk about him. He's a lovely young man. That was a horrible accident that he had, and just leave it at that. Okay. So you're not going to let me kind of expand on where you may have heard this information from, Bob? No, I don't think that would be inappropriate, but it is good information. It is very, unfortunately, very good information. We heard um, Terence Crawford talk to Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith the other day and Teddy Atlas uh, talking about Manny Pacquiao, actually, and uh, said that Pacquiao ran from him and didn't want that fight. You did have both fighters under your control at one point. You know, ran from him is, is, is the wrong description. The fight was offered on a couple of occasions. I offered it to Manny Pacquiao and they didn't want to fight Terence Crawford, and I can't blame them. Pacquiao, you know, was a great, great warrior, and he had fabulous fights with Juan Manuel Marquez and Timothy Bradley. But at this stage in his career, or the latter stages when he was with top rank, I don't think he would have been particularly competitive with Terence Crawford. And every time I raised the issue of fighting Terence Crawford, they told me no. If we're to take guys like Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence out of the equation, what are the super fights for Terence at that weight? Well, I think there's, and the welterweight, let's look at welterweights. Yeah. I think over at PBC, they have one guy who would make, I think, a fascinating fight with Terrence, and that's uh, Sean uh, Porter. Porter. Uh, Porter is a terrific fighter. He, he lost, but very closely, to Errol Spence. Uh, that was a very good fight, and it could have gone either way. Uh, so certainly Porter. Uh, and then there's really nothing, unless we look at these fabulous junior welterweights, who are going to go up to welterweight, mm. like uh, Jose Ramirez, who fights for us and will be fighting in China on February 2nd against uh, Victor Postal. He wants to go up to 147, and he would be uh, amenable to fighting Crawford. Then there's Regis Progress, who's a terrific, terrific uh, junior welterweight who wants to fight welterweight now and has had conversations with us. And then there's the one man that we haven't had conversations with who may be uh, e either the best or the co-best uh, junior welterweight. That's your guy, uh, Josh Taylor, who's a terrific fighter. And I know that, uh, or I feel, that he would be interested eventually in going up to welterweight and testing Crawford. I think those are the big super fights uh, for Terrence. Interesting you mentioned Josh Taylor, obviously, who beat Regis Progre in the final. So if he's going to go up to 147, that would be very yeah, interesting. He's indeed. a terrific fighter. And as you know, he's very big for 140 pounds. Uh, he, uh, you know, could reach 147 easily and might like that. Um, let's move on to uh, Tia Fimo Lopez.
who challenges for his first world title against Richard Comey this weekend. This is a very fascinating fight and a real pick and fight. A lot of people can't really see which way this is going to go. That is correct. I mean, that, I mean, it's 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 interesting for you and and I to talk about a pick and fight, but the guys who really determine that are the bookmakers, and the bookmakers have made it a pick and fight. Uh, so there is betting on both sides. Uh, I think uh, I like uh, uh, Tiafimo to win the fight, uh, but I would not be surprised if uh, Comey came through and defended his title. Uh, Tiafimo has had a marvelous training camp, which can't be said about some of his previous training camp. So he's locked and ready for the fight. Whether that's enough to beat Comey, with his with Comey's strength and experience, that remains to be seen. How good is Lopez, in your opinion? I, I think he he could very well be a superstar. Could very well. He's he's shown sort of traces of superstardom in his career. It hasn't been consistent, uh, but uh, I think that now that he seems to have sorted through. A lot of his personal problems. Uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. I mean, I really, I'm an optimist, and I've seen with my own eyes some brilliance from him. It hasn't been consistent, but more often than not, it's been brilliant performances, and so I'm very high on him. Let's move on to the much-anticipated fight between Michael Conlon and Vladimir Nikitin. Uh, the fight was obviously meant to take place in Belfast uh, back in August. Uh, we didn't probably assume that it would take place so soon after that, after that fight fell through. But this fight has a lot of history and uh, Michael Conlon will want to kind of erase the memory of what happened in the Olympics by putting it right on Saturday, Bob. Yeah, when, when, when Michael uh, signed with us a number of years ago, that's the first thing he said to us. He wants that, us to make that fight. And so we reached out to a good friend of ours who's uh, uh, the manager of uh, Lomachenko, Igas Klimas, and we said, please sign this guy and let's get him ready to fight uh, Conlon. And... Uh, you know, I learned for the first time this week at the press conference that they have a history together, that it wasn't just that one last fight at the no. Olympics, that uh, that Nikitin has a victory over him even before Correct. that. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. Nikitin doesn't have a lot of professional experience, but like a lot of Eastern Europeans, you know, he has that vast amateur background. We know, and obviously Michael Conlon won't be looking past this weekend. It's a huge fight, the biggest fight of his professional career so far. But next year, St. Patrick's Day here in New York, I'm assuming there is a plan to obviously put Michael Conlon uh, at the Garden again. That uh, is correct. That is correct. Can we pause a second? Yes, of course. Yeah. Just picking this back up. Yeah, so Bob, next year, uh, St. Patrick's Day, the idea is obviously Michael Conlon to... Uh, headline one part of the garden right and we're going to get Patty Donahue over it uh, okay. to give his New York, New, New York debut 
on St. Patty's Day. And it's unusual because St. Patty's Day, I think, falls on a Tuesday. So the fight will be on a Tuesday, uh, on a Tuesday yeah. Will you do a double header with another show either the weekend? Before? Yeah, we're going to weekend. We we're doing the fit. Yeah, I'm glad you. We have a show scheduled. I guess it's on the fifteenth, the yeah. Saturday, yeah. in the in the in the in the garden, at the little garden at the theater, and then we keep our equipment there and everything. Cut down on expenses, and we go right into St. Patrick's Day. How realistic is it that Michael Conlon in the first six to eight months we'll fight for a world title next year? Oh, I, absolutely, we're going to try to plan that and uh, our goal is all things being equal, he comes through in these fights that definitely we're going to look for a title fight for him uh, in 2020. Is Josh Warrington an option there? Well, I think uh, uh, right now we're thinking of uh, of maybe Shakur Stevenson fighting uh, Warrington, and uh, but again, all this is up in the air, and uh, you know it's nice planning with all these you know lovely, great fighters. Absolutely, um, we're kind of expecting the uh, the announcement, the formal announcement of the rematch between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder to be. Happening very soon. Right, we're going to take that in a second. Let's hold a second because yeah. the guys at Land, you know, Pug Mayer. Yeah. Up, um, yeah, Bob, we're, we're expecting the formal announcement of Tyson Fury's rematch with Deontay Wilder in the next few days, I'm assuming. Well, it's going to be like everything else with Tyson Fury and also Deontay, it's, everything's going to be spectacular. This is not going to be announcements like the normal type announcements. This is going to be really a, like a circus. I mean, this promotion is going to be, I think, one of the greatest promotions, if not the greatest, in the history of boxing. Uh, so a lot of stuff is being planned. When the announcement will be, it'll be special. How it's going to be done, where it's going to be done. I'm not going to reveal it because they'll they'll slit my throat if I do. I have to keep it under wraps. But you know, with ESPN and Fox, two major networks combining, uh, and you know they have they're great idea guys and they're, they're terrific, terrific. Uh, uh, the way they promote products, uh, you're going to see something really special, because you know we have all of these. You know, in in the in in the states, uh, football, our football, not yours, uh, is uh, is the major sport, and so Fox and ESPN both have significant football games uh, coming up. Uh, ESPN has the uh, college playoffs and the national championship. Uh, Fox has the NFC uh, National Football Conference playoffs and the Super Bowl. So the American public will be seeing a lot of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder in the weeks ahead. We are expecting a date of February the 22nd in Las Vegas. Are you saying that it could be something different to what I'm just saying? No, I think that's pretty good. That's in stone. MGM Grand? That's also sort of in stone, but that'll be finalized next week. Okay. So a formal announcement we can expect next week? No. Okay. Just 
formal announcement will come in spectacular fashion that will go around the world. Have you heard Tyson Fury's uh, Christmas single with Robbie Williams? Have you heard it? No. Have you not heard it? No. Oh, I'm surprised someone hasn't played that to you. Well, they will. I'm sure I'll hear plenty of it. Um, Bob, I wanted to get your thoughts on last weekend uh, in Saudi Arabia where Andy Ruiz uh, lost a unanimous points decision to Anthony Joshua. Your thoughts? Well, Andy Ruiz uh, didn't surprise me. Once I found out when they announced his weight, I said it's not even worth watching the fight because Andy, remember, except for the last two fights, Andy Ruiz fought his entire professional career with top rank. So I'm very familiar with Andy Ruiz. And when he came in around 240, you know, he was a really good fighter. When he came in, as he did often with us, close to 300 pounds, he was a bum, too much weight, not a, no movement, and guys who shouldn't have been in the same ring with him gave him tough fights. So when I, 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 I was at, saw uh, at the weigh-in uh, the weights uh, for him and saw his stomach, I said to everybody what George Foreman said to everybody, no chance to win. You know, it was just a walkover fight for Joshua. Now that doesn't demean Joshua because he prepared for the fight uh, the way a professional prepares for a fight. Andy Ruiz was not a professional. He was, you know, trying to imitate Buster Douglas, who knocked out Tyson, and then when he came in, his next fight to fight Holyfield uh, was a different fighter. We were in a situation now where the WBO have now, I think, formally ordered the fight with Alexander Usek. There's also the situation regarding the IBF with Kubrat Pulev. How is that going to work itself out? Well, I, you know, fortunately we're dealing with uh, uh, Paco Valcarcel of the WBO and with uh, Daryl Peoples of uh, the IBF and uh, I trust those gentlemen to sort out the situation. They are sensible people and the situation will be sorted out. You know, it's up to them, but, uh, you know, I think everybody's on the same page. So is it a situation of which mandatory will take place first? Yes, yeah, but they'll sort it out. Are you happy for you to be the latter mandatory? The what? The, the mandatory after? No, we should be the mandatory first, but that decision will be made by the two organizations. Absolutely, we intend and should be the, ma the mandatory, the, the next mandatory. Uh, for various reasons, the IBF has been on the board with this and everybody agreed to it uh, months ago before this, uh, the Joshua uh, Ruiz fight was sanctioned. Right, yeah. And therefore, I believe that the best case, the best argument, is that Pulev is the first mandatory. But again, the organizations will sort that out, and I'm confident that they will do the right thing. Bob, I just want to finish off by talking about um, Lomachenko and Inoue, uh if you will, please. 
Well, you know, it, <laughs> there's a lot of weight difference between them. Uh, well, I meant them separately. As yeah. um, I'm, I'm really, uh, really thrilled that we have uh, signed the contract with Inouye uh, to show him, showcase him in the United States and also in Japan. We hope to have him three fights uh, next year. Uh, he's a wonderful fighter and they're wonderful people. Uh, and uh, uh, I think he's going to make a big, big success of himself in the States. Uh, as far as Lomachenko, Lomachenko is Lomachenko. He's an artist. And uh, uh, I think his dream is uh, to win the last title in the lightweight division. That will be the winner of. Uh, uh, Comey and uh, Lopez and hopefully we get that fight done in the first part of next year uh, and then uh, we'll, I'll leave it up to Loma to determine who he wants to fight but uh, you know I have as you know I have great admiration for Lomachenko he's something really really special you know there's no, no doubt about it I mean, he's a special performer. Just finally, Carl Frampton, obviously, after his disappointment, returned in Las Vegas recently with a win. Um, Rumoured to be fighting Herring next, next year. Yeah, I mean, I love Carl. I mean, he, he really graces uh, a boxing ring. He's a tremendous fighter. It was a great performance, considering that both hands were, 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 were broken. I mean, an unbelievable performance against McCreary. Uh, but uh, we have uh, Jamal Herring is on board. Jamal Herring uh, doesn't mind going to Belfast uh, to defend his title, you know. And uh, uh, we're eagerly awaiting the doctor's report uh, from with Call, and we'll stage that fight accordingly. I mean, I can't predict when that fight will happen because I'm not a doctor. Doctors will give their opinion and then we'll move on from there. But Herring, in principle, has accepted the fight. Okay, Bob, listen, thank you very much for your time. Um, look forward to a great show at Madison Square Garden this Saturday. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, anything else you'd like to add? No, I'll see you before the end of the year. I'll be over in the UK. And uh, so I look forward to it. I love the UK and uh, great fans. I mean, there's no boxing fan any place in the world like the fans in the UK. I mean, I amazing, amazing how they come out and fill arenas and cheer and have a good time. And so hopefully my fighters will be part of that uh, next year. Bob Aram, thank you very much and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.